0: Okay, we are live, so to speak. So tired. We're all through. Uh, well. I, I, have to,
1: I, have to, I have to say this: it, it, it's a miracle that, because you know, and not to bore people with my travel travails when it comes oh, to please. getting to Toronto, when, when it comes to getting to Toronto, but yeah. to be able to get here yeah. before the morning skate, I basically have to leave by, I would say, at, at the absolute latest seven, and. I would say early at six thirty to catch the express train. So, I stayed up and watched the entire game last night. And then, and Russ can attest to this because we were texting back and forth. I could not get to sleep, and it was three a.m. And I'm like, screw this. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stay awake through the night and leave at six in the morning. Wow. And I fell asleep, and luckily, I fell asleep with my phone, on my on my chest. And I had set the alarm for 6 a.m. and it was this little speaker on the phone was right near my ear, and I woke up. I'm, I'm, it's a miracle I got here on time.
0: Wow, be careful, man. That's a lot. You don't want to drive when you're that tired. That's nuts.
1: No, I'm. I'm now. I'm, I, I loaded up with a triple shot espresso, and I'm. I'm good to go now.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go. It was something, though. Um, let's get this show, and then we'll start. We'll talk about that, then we'll move on to rumors here. We're ready. Uh, let's see. Beautiful. Really must have been something. All right, February 22nd. That's the date. Hello, hockey world. It is Thursday, February twenty second, twenty eighteen. I'm
1: Michael Agello on location. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm Peter Tessie in Winnipeg.
1: I'm
3: Russ Cohen in New Jersey.
0: <laughs> and I'm Eklund in the under the great Pennsylvania sky. Um, and you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time, to fill in the comings and goings in the hockey world. And we are um, going to start with, for sure, the great game from last night, the women's Olympic game. Um, and I don't know, I, am I the only one who gets super emotional watching this team, this game? No, I got no. emotional. I like, I I'm like, I, I,
3: I like I,
0: this, I'm like tearing up as I'm watching this. Like, it's like, and I'm like, holy cow! Like, what? Maybe is it? And that, it's funny because I remember, like, you know, the last time. But it was the same thing, you know, like in Sochi. Sochi was like, if I remember, the game was like at 6 30 in the morning here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: um the, So, and this one's at 3 30. This is like ends at like 3 in the morning here practically. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm sitting there, you know, in my, you know, in our like theater room you with know, the big TV and everything that. So, I'm by myself, you know, and I'm just like, I'm losing it. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, it, second time around, it was so, so freaking crazy emotional.
2: Yeah, I tear up at all sorts of sports when you think about these, you know, young athletes and what they put into it just to get up there. It's, it's that's the beauty of the Olympics is yeah. you sort of get an emotional attachment, not just to the country, but if you know, to the, to the athletes themselves and what they go through.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely, tear, I definitely tear up during the half pipe. Um, no, but, uh, I, I, I have to say, you know, it's, it's national, it's national pride. And, you know, four years ago, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud American, and, I you know, I love Canada. Canada's my second favorite country, but when it's Canada versus U.S., I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for, for the U.S., and the, the men's team was an embarrassment like we talked about yesterday. And, you know, after four years ago when they were up late and lost the lead and then lost in, in overtime, that was particularly heartbreaking, and I remember uh, – uh, Tim and Sid, the uh, show on Sportsnet, I think they were doing their show during that game, and they were they went wild in in the in the uh, in the studio, and they as they should because Canada because Canada won an improbable game. Last night was as, as I tweeted out at uh, about two o'clock in the morning, sweet revenge. It was the U.S. I didn't think played well in regulation. They they turned it on late, got the tying goal. And then in overtime I thought they were dominant. I they, you know, I was sca- I thought
0: they were was, dominant yeah. from the point that Canada took the lead. Like I think the second they they would they, they played really mm-hmm. incredibly cautious and nervous until Canada took the lead at two one. And when Canada took the lead at two one, they started taking all kinds of chances and when they took chances.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like they only were dominant in overtime, but for,
0: yeah,
3: I'll say this. I mean, I interviewed Johnson Lamoureux four years ago before Sochi. Yeah. And you know, she was hopeful. I interviewed Brianna Decker in January. And she brought up the 20 year drought to me. I wasn't even bringing it up. She brought it up to me. I've interviewed mm-hmm. a, a bunch of the people on the team. And so I feel like I know them and know their plight. Yeah,
0: and I mean, because
3: of that, I, I, I did feel a lot. That's, that's what it is. I, mean,
0: it, it, I got to know them in Vancouver, you know, and I got yeah. to like talk to them and got to like figure out how much sure. the teams hate each other. And it's, it's legitimate hate. It's not.
2: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: well, I don't know, oh, yeah. Legit.
2: I
3: mean they say they
0: have respect for each other, but they kind of don't in a good way. You know, like at a good they they they, I mean they do probably the end of the day, but they also I mean a lot of them played it a lot of them are teammates in college. They're like they know each other.
3: Yeah. I I was gonna say I thought I did a good job of the last couple of days saying how good, you know, Maddie Rooney is and she even went over and above that. But again, you know, the biggest thing for this team is you know, Jim Johansson's gone. He was a part of the process where he helped pick this team and they changed it up they got rid of a lot of popular people and as a result a lot of young young players not a lot a few young players were inserted and that was the good change because canada yeah. was dead on their feet in overtime Dead.
2: It, it wasn't even it wasn't even a game in overtime yeah. um you know and let me let me speak for all canadians here who are watching the buzzcast yeah. if you think that canada was the better team you watched the wrong game <laughs> Yeah. Um, and and in particularly in overtime, and you know, there, you know, people, are, you know, it's an emotional thing, and people are upset. Mm-hmm. But to lose in a shootout is really not losing. It's it, yeah. it it is losing, but it's there's nothing to hold your head down. Yeah, you want to win, but the all the la- the ladies on both teams, they played a heck of a game. They put their heart and soul into it. Mistakes are made. Mm-hmm. I think there's some legit concern. Legit concerns that Canadians should have with some of the coaching tactics in OT, some of the way they were shifting, some of the players who weren't getting on the ice. I think there's some some fair things to say about that. And I, I think the Canadians were a little bit out-coached in OT, along with being outplayed. I think that was fair. And as I tweeted out last night, that move by Lamaru in the shootout yeah. took a yeah. massive pair of ovaries to do. Yeah, no, that was...
0: <laughs> Like. That was insane. I mean, that was an unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, outside out, outside, in move, and just, yeah. uh, and also, you know, and and Amanda Kessel's move was amazing as well. Like she, her, yeah. her little, her little, um, you know, head head deke like this, just totally, frozen. Um, yeah, it was just, and, and you know, and the twins. I, I mean, the twins were were incredible all night long. They were, and they got
3: they got extra shifts, and that was well, a big deal because I think they sort of got away from how good they were early on
1: too. Well, well, I have to I have to give Pierre McGuire credit because in the third, you know, like in the middle of the game, he saw that the twins were the most effective pairing, or that line was the most effective line, and he was basically saying, you know, the U.S. has got to get away from playing the, the this guy and or the, this girl and that girl and play them more. And in the third period, Rob Stauber did play them more. And then when you got to the overtime, I mean, I think there were three really great chances. For the u.s and only the only thing i was worried about as as somebody rooting for the u.s was it, the last two minutes of the game of the game when canada got the power play it's like they, they dominate the overtime and then watch canada that will felt, win on like the power play player.
0: that felt like a familiar thing like they were going to get that power play they were going to win the game but also they didn't play they hardly played Poulin on that power play at all which was yeah. pretty crazy like you know she's the she I think she was gas a
3: very long yeah. shift before that. I that's think that's the
0: don't they have a timeout or something? Couldn't they have called yeah, a timeout? They had a timeout, timeout? But
3: they had a timeout. But well, here's the thing: you you had older players on the Canadian side, like Lisa LaFam barely saw any ice time in the third yep. period, and they threw her out for one shift in the OT. That's yep. not on the coach. That's just because she can't keep up with the pace of the game anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the 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 move in the shootout by Lamoureux uh, was apparently dubbed "Oops, I did it again" in yeah. reference to the Britney Spears song. And even James Van Riemsdyk, when asked by the the Toronto media this morning, was was like, "Wow, that that's a move." And the, you know there are going to be NHL players that copy that move. Well, Absolutely.
2: I mean, she she went full Patrick Kane. That's what she did. Yeah. 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 And, and you know what? When um, I can't remember who it was, the Canadian lady who went full Forsberg. Um, you know, he's like, it was like, okay, you, you, you go Forsberg, I'm going Kane and, and she, and, and to do it as the first shot, right. Was it, was it
1: Dow? Was it Dow that did it? It was
2: Dow. I think it was, I can't remember, but you know what? Hey, it was, if, if you weren't entertained watching that hockey, you should just give up on hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't get much more entertaining than that. And it and,
1: and, wow. and, and how and and how fitting Peter. and you know, I, I of course, I have to tie it back to history thirty eighth anniversary of the miracle on ice, yeah, team USA, you know the the ladies win over Canada. It's you know, and that it's not a miracle, but you know, they won four gold medals in a row, yeah. and they should tip your hat to them because that that's a great or great organization and a great team. but you know, the u s. wanted that victory, and they ended up getting yeah, it.
2: they did, and it was great. And there's no shame in that game for anyone.
3: And they beat Canada's ass in curling for the first time or the oh, second time in three days. That, and now they're going to get a chance at gold. Yes.
2: That is causing more I know, I can imagine. up here right now. It's unreal. <laughs> like, there's going to be a national inquiry into the debacle of curling. It,
0: this is what I love about Canada. You know, like, I love how I love this, the, the passion that Canada has for curling and hockey. And you know, i both, I'm just yes. like, I love this stuff. Like, this is like,
2: there was well, like, yeah. And I, I and I live in literally probably the most hot, the hotbed of curling. And not only, like, it, it's nuts. The provincial government just in about, about last month even mentioned that they're going to be putting into a curling development program and facilities. <laughs> it's crazy. Wait and a, 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 a former Manitoban who is a skip, a lady skip in, in Alberta, now is moving to Manitoba to form a super team to prepare for, to prepare for um, Beijing and to make sure that Jennifer Jones, who's like the national hero in Winnipeg, doesn't get in. It, it, it's, it's, it's nuts. That is hold on
1: a second. Hold, hold on a second. In the United States, we have a commission when a president is assassinated. We have a commission when the Iran-Contra affair happens. Yes. In Canada, we have, we have a commission when they lose in curling and when they lose in hockey in the yeah. Olympics.
2: Yeah, was, the hockey's <laughs> the hockey's not an issue, but the curling is it's yeah, it's, I know.
0: I mean, I know. there are
2: some long I mean, I knives out right, of, right
0: now. I live in the hotbed of lawn darts here, lawn darts here in Montgomery County, and uh,
3: uh I, I watched that lawn bowling in Minnesota.
0: That's
1: horrible. Lawn
0: yeah. darts is no isn't better, it, isn't it? Called no, so here's, here's the thing. There's, I was, I picked up my daughter from school just before we got on the air here, and um, I'm driving her home and I'm explaining to her again game because she obviously couldn't stay up last night, but she wouldn't know all about it. So talking about it. And I said, there was one moment last night that, and this is the last thing. We'll move on to rumors after this. But you can tape moment. it in a half hour. You know that, right? What was that? Four
3: o'clock. You could tape it on NBCSN.
0: Oh, it's on. Yeah. Okay. So you got. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Or if you have an internet place, you can watch it anytime right. too. Just so, letting yeah. people know. So, all right. So I'm watching. I'm I'm, I'm telling you there's one moment that it, that epitomized to me the difference that I've seen my whole life. You know. Between Americans' view of hockey and Canadians' view of hockey. <clears throat> and it was really perfect. It was between the second and third period when they went to those two girls, and I can't remember their names. Gosh, the one, the, the one who played for Canada and the one who played for the US. Um,
1: oh, Tessa Bonham. Tessa And I
0: yeah. cannot
1: remember the American girl. And it's oh, funny
0: the um, way they
3: it's watching them interact. Been, Eric is something. I know
0: her. Right. One of those, um, watching them interact has been fascinating in general. Yes. Because, you know, they there's definitely you can see like her saying that's such a canadian way of looking at it. her saying that's such an american way of looking at it. and you can see it all the time right so they go to her first and they say what do you need what does america need to do and she's well we got to get the puck in we got to drive to that we got to keep it simple we got it we got to get that tie and goal we got to chip it in and get that tying goal and she goes they go to the canadian girl what does canada have to do well here's the thing canada doesn't want to win this game 2-1 we want to beat the americans 5-1 so we're just gonna we gotta <laughs> we gotta keep pounding them down and i know that sounds like a ridiculous thing in a way oh but I'm just, but you know, I got to get out of here with my thing. But you know what I mean? There's a, there's a, Peter. To me, that was just such a, yeah. moment of this is like the difference is how Canada looks at this, like how serious they are. We're not just going to win; we're going to kill them.
2: Yeah, and and I think also because in the last series, the U.S. really beat down on Canada in a few games too. Like there was some, you know, in those pre-Olympic games back in November stuff. There was, they they handed it to Canada on a couple of occasions, and, you know that was that was the moment to say do we have the right roster and they probably should have tweaked it a little differently but that's what they had and hey the better team won and there's no shame down to the
3: wire i mean yeah Yeah. us did hit a crossbar in overtime like there's canada took it down to the wire i felt like the only coaching mistake if you want to blame canada's coaching for something they were playing a sort of keep away we're going to sort of wind down the clock system when they had the 2-1 lead and played Mm -hmm. completely safe without much offensive push and then after that they wore themselves out and didn't get much offensive push the rest of the game
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, look, look, while we're waiting for Act to come back on, let's yeah. start talking about uh, not rumors, but the trade that happened yesterday. Because you know, whenever whenever I, I think that we should like lay off the Arizona Coyotes and, and give them cut them some slack, they make a move that's utter utterly like like blithering idiocy because the the trade of Tobias Reader and Scott Wedgwood for Darcy Kemper. Is 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 that to me? It, it's I, I, mean, I cannot
0: there's no believe. There's logic to it, Mike. And I mean, I've tried. I've tried my best to like. And I know unless they've got something else, like I could tell you the logic. You want to know what it is?
3: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. want Nobody wants to hear it because this is just completely financial. Peter will like it, but he's the only one. He's on his own island. They got rid of two guys who are pending RFA, so now they don't have to deal with them. And they right. they got a cheap contract for the next two years on Darcy Kepner, who they plan on having be their number one and now they'll move out ranta and save money that's what
1: they are right. well okay they'll move they'll move out ranta remember they traded their first round pick which ended up being Leah anderson to the rangers yeah. in the deal to get ranta thinking that ranta was the number one oh, okay. so they were well right I, right i know but i'm just saying it's part of the deal yeah. uh, you know Ronta, now their evaluation was ranta could be their number one that has been a dismal failure they they missed they missed diagnose that, that situation. Now they're trying to recoup a draft pick. And you know, if the, the talk about the Islanders is true, the Islanders have two firsts and two seconds. They're not giving up a first round pick for Auntie Ranta. There's not a chance in hell. If Snow does that he should be fired immediately. But if they get a second round pick, then at least you get back something. And the 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 thing about this and as as Russ was saying, Tobias Reeder, I think his I think his contract is 2.4 million this year. If he to qualify him as an RFA, you have to give him a 10% increase. So you're talking 240. You're talking about 2.6 million. And obviously, from this de- this deal, they didn't want to pay him that. So right. th- I, I I don't get what Arizona is doing. They keep just cycling around, and it's a circular firing squad. They keep they're destroying that that organization. Every time you think something they're going in the right direction, they turn around and they're going back
0: backwards. Well, Monday. No, and Bob McKenzie came on last night and said right after this trade. And I, I mean, because I was, I was, as this trade was happening, I was about to post the fact that I heard the Islanders were and Ronta were a thing, and then this, then, then I get this text. You know, I think Mike, you actually told me that you texted me that this trade happened. I'm like, well, that makes now it's it's really coming into focus why the Islanders and Ronta are suddenly a thing. Um, McKenzie comes on and says that you know the plan is to keep Ronta, You know, to go with two goalies. I can't see that being possible. And I, I mean, I think the and I just from talking to people. I mean, does Ronto want to stay and be the backup on the worst team in the NHL? No. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, so like what do you it's like it's one thing to be the backup on, you know, the penguins or whatever. It's another thing to be the backup on the on the Arizona Coyotes right now. And you know, that's not I'm not trying to diss them. I'm just saying, you know, the bottom line is, you know, if you're gonna you go to that team as a goalie, you, you sign there long term if you can be the guy, but if you're not gonna be the guy, then you're not signing there. But, well, but don't we take do
2: Jake at his word and say, you know, we want to have two solid goalies that we can go forward with. And now he's got it. Like, I mean, did he basically, I mean, and I'm just asking this in a sort of figurative sense. Yeah. Like, did he just come out to ju- just kind of sell a story? To give someone to give the media on the conference call and after a bit of, you know, a bit of a bit of meat on the bone to go with and then he's gonna do something else, or does he what really I mean, believe that? that
3: today. He's not lying because it is that today. Oh, yeah, no, yeah,
0: He's not lying, and this is this is like yeah, right. Not he's not
2: today. Really, he's a lie. Is he sort of dis- deflecting until he does something else is maybe is a better way
0: this is what what i think is he was trying to get now i know the flyers talked to him about ronta and i know the first round draft pick was the asking price okay so i this i this i found through you know through channels um so i know that that's what they're trying to get for ronta so knowing that um knowing the Islanders have two picks like you said mike it makes some sense maybe they they're talking to the Islanders. not thinking that you know the flyers were like no way are we giving a first round pick for ronta okay. um you know so this whole thing to me feels like him basically is in the middle of negotiating, trying to trade this guy, gets another goalie, and realizes that by getting another goalie, he now has lessened his ability to trade Ranta. for You yeah. know, because and so yeah. now he has to say he can keep him. He has to say that we're yeah. going to keep Ranta because, right. and he has to make people think that they he's perfectly happy with that
1: he's undercut his own leverage by doing this deal and and the thing is is like he's a UFA so the so the clock is ticking and that's why if there's anything to the Islanders thing you know they have two firsts and two seconds from the Hamiltonic deal so they have Calgary's first and second and their own first and second i would say they you know they that Arizona could get one of the seconds but if they hold out for a first they're going to be left holding Ranta and I, and Russ I'll, I'll tell you right now I wouldn't be surprised if he's a UFA, he goes back to the Rangers as the backup.
3: He might. He's look. Ronta is now making less money than Darcy Kempner. I'm not even sure there's logic in that. And that's how you know Ronta's gonna go. He's
0: gotta go. he can't he can't even I think they're going to get an asset for him. They're yeah, going, yeah. They're going to get something for him, and it might go down to the you know to three o'clock on Monday or whatever. But they're going to they're going to move him because they there's makes no sense to hold on to him and get nothing for him. You're not going to be able to resign him because he's he's got to be pissed off that they traded for Darcy Kemper. He's not going to be thrilled about that. So I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, they're going to move him, and they they but they've taken back the leverage. I did hear also.
3: Um, well, hold on, it looks like they also retained some salary. On Tobias Reader, so I just have to say, it's <laughs> just plus the LA Kings because there's still three hundred thirty-three thousand retained for Arizona on Tobias Reader. So,
0: am I the only to one who thinks Tobias Fred? Reeder is like really good player? Like, I know. I <laughs> mean, is- like, I mean, we're talking about well, like a top six player, like in the on almost any team in the NHL. Like, I really think that I think that this is craziness. Like to me, this oh,
1: is- well, when you when you consider what and I'd rather have know, Tobias to give- Reader
0: than, than Rick Nash.
1: You have, you have. Well, no, Tobias Reader, Tobias Reader is a cheaper version of Michael Grabner, and in the sense that of what they what they gave up for him. But all all you can say right now is LA, and you have to tip the hat to Rob Blake. He gets Dion Phaneuf. He gets rid of Gabryk's contract. He gets Dion Fanof at two, a $2 million, a little over $2 million discount. And then, then he gets Tobias Reeder for a backup goaltender, and that organization is loaded with goaltending with Peterson and Campbell and now Wedgwood.
3: And I mean, they got him at a discount.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I'll throw this out there too, though. I think I'm mean, I a discount. I mean, the Kings will go out. They will go out and get a goalie, though, because – I mean, the one thing Kemper was, you know, and don't you think they'll get a backup? I no,
3: Wedgewood's a good backup. He's fine.
0: I mean, Kemper has been really good for them this year when Quick's been out. they could
3: call up Cal Peterson if they really yeah. need to for a backup. So either way, they're covered.
0: All right. Yes. I mean, I think that Quick, they're... I mean, I, I would be surprised if they got somebody, but I don't the, think they're going the, to.
2: The thing about Reader is, is he, he helps he helps LA because he can provide us a bit of speed and stuff. And the, the assumption oh, is, is that is he more than what he has been on a different team than what he, than, than Arizona, that's okay. the gamble. That's the gamble. And if, if that's the, and, and if that's how Blake looked at it and Chaka couldn't see that, that's the confusing part.
0: It's incredibly I mean, confusing. I mean, and, and,
2: and that's the thing. I mean, reader, you know, from his underlying numbers, they kind of, he kind of compares nicely with a with a, with a, a top nine. So bought you know, you're six to nine guy. There's a lot of teams you can use guys like that, but what if he can be, but you know, you give him some
0: support and some talent. He could easily be a top six in the right situation. He was one of the best players at the world cup of hockey. Don't forget that. Like he was one of the best players in that tournament um, for Europe. He was just crazy good. And I mean, that, that was when he had more, when he was playing with other talented players around him.
1: What is it that other general managers don't see when it comes to L.A.? And remember, this is the same organization that a few years ago, I don't remember what they got, but I think it was a second or a third round pick for Ben Scrivens when Ben Scrivens' numbers were through the roof in L.A. because they have a good defense. They did the same thing with Kemper. And they turn and they turned Kemper into an asset. You know, they had Martin Jones. They turned that the, you know, and Martin Jones is a good goaltender, but they turned the bat that backup into yeah. an asset. They keep doing the same thing. and you know, they could do the same thing with one of these other backups. They just keep doing it.
0: Well, the crazy thing is they're getting Jeff Carter back too, right? So they're going to have this is going this is gonna this is a serious shot in the arm.. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you get Ryder, and now you, you add Ryder and Carter. You add a lot of speed to that team. Like that, that team. That because LA, LA's issue is they are slow. I mean, they are a slow team. But you bring Carter and 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 Reader, and that, suddenly you're that's a different world. I mean, they're they're not a slow team anymore, and they're right in the midst of this. I just, I just, I just don't understand it. I really am. I'm. I was just incredibly baffled by this trade.
3: Here's what I think's happening. So this year the cap floor was fifty-five point four million. They're at, like, 57 currently, right? Yeah. So they're going to sit right around that. When they get rid of Ronta, they'll be at, like, 56, and they'll still be able to collect what they can collect from the cap floor. Now, next year, with the cap going up, they will have to, you know, they probably have an RFA or two. They'll re-up those guys. They'll pick up a free agent, a cheap one, and that'll be it.
1: Right, Russ. I don't, Russ. I don't even think they'll pick up a free agent. I think they'll yeah. trade for an injured player and and yeah. and have
0: they have to, they have, know, to they have to ice a team unless they are planning on moving this team. They they have to. They'll ice. They'll,
1: they'll trade for Zach Bogosian. That's what they'll do. They'll trade they for
0: can Zach. Zach
1: <laughs> yeah, and pay him five million bucks. There you go.
3: Five million. No, he was making seven hundred, so he can get like you know seven fifty next year.
0: And they just trade, and and now they're talking about you know you're also hearing Max Domi's available. I I don't
3: know if that's true.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I don't think it's true right now, but I think at the draft he could be. I think he's
3: an RFA, and Freddie Hamilton's an RFA. Those are their two RFAs, so it's not like they're loaded with RFAs.
1: But that's that's where you see now. Maybe maybe Domi's not on the block now because they have traded Reader. But right. that you just you just you just said the magic the magic reason. He's an RFA. He had one really good year. He's had some trouble lately. But that one good year is going to get him. In, 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 now I think he's not coming off his entry level. So, um, or I think or maybe he is. If he is, then there's no arbitration. But he can ask for a lot more. He is coming off his of entry level. Yeah, okay so then he has no arbitration rights so you know if he has for a if he asks for a couple million a year and they don't want to pay him then it's going to be a problem so that they're pretty they trying to uh, you know alleviate the problem
3: they have five RFAs in 2019 20 perlini Dvorak and Chikrin. like this is what happens when you're a team that is drafting and you don't spend enough to have veterans then you are going to have a lot of RFAs and so there's, there's, you know, that this is the way the system works. And so all they're doing is treading water right now. Yeah,
0: that's the way I see it. This, is, uh, this, well. I mean, so other things that are happening today. Um, yep. I heard the um, okay. So Evander Kane, obviously, we've talked about it a lot. He's he's now he's talking, starting to talk like, well, I'm definitely gone. And he's starting to say, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Um, and, you know, it's to be expected. Um, but I still know they're not getting the draft picks that they they've wanted to get for him. They're not getting where they wanted to go to. And then I finally heard today that the Penguins are, con- are considering um, a deal that would include Sprong to get Evander Kane. Um, which, Peng-
1: which may, make, which makes sense because Botterill was an assistant GM in Pittsburgh and no Sprong. Yeah. you know, th- that's an, I would say it would take more than Sprung. I think it, it probably takes Sprong. Sprong. Sprung. In, a bit, sprung, s- sprung, in the second round pick might get it done.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is this kind of thing. They're going to have to take a player back. And I, I mean, I, I think that's a good, and you know, the Evander Kane in Pittsburgh Good fit, no.
3: But I mean, they'll make it work. But it's not yeah, a great you know, fit, no.
0: How do you, how if you're if you're
2: Kane, how do you go into that locker room and <laughs> disrupt that?
0: Well, no, you can't disrupt. That's the good news. I mean, you can't really disrupt it. You right? can't disrupt right. it, but you could annoy players if
3: you're not playing full out, or they don't feel like you're giving it your all. And Evander Kane
1: sometimes doesn't. If yeah, if, if, it, if best, it if it can be disrupted, Peter Evander Kane will find a way. Can do it.
2: I, I just think like, given that he's in a contract year, um, given that he, you know, he likes the limelight, he likes, he, he wants, you know, he, he needs a lot of things to go right for him. I think Pittsburgh could be a very, an interesting place simply because he doesn't have to be the showman, right? Because there's no but way he he's going to upstage. A Cros- no, no, but there's no way he's going to upstage Kessel, Crosby and Malkin. Like yeah, he's now an accessory part, whether he realizes it or not, but he's got all the upside to being an accessory part there. Like, and and it's just a matter of someone getting into his head and saying, you play this, right. You're actually going to end up in a really good situation. Come the off season. Here's the most valid
3: point though, about Evander Kane. And this is what anybody who's trading for him has to understand. He has been going down, down, down every single season. Even this year, he still only got thirty nine points. He'll slightly beat last year in points, but right. he's got nineteen goals compared to twenty eight. Now, if you put him in Pittsburgh, it'll artificially inflate his numbers. But at the end of the day, this guy is is not a great NHL talent anymore.
2: I, yeah, the, the, you know what? the own, last two seasons, he's been on a thirty goal pace, right? And he, and he had injuries and stuff. Evander Kane's a, an amazing talent. He's lacking something between the ears when it comes to focus and and and, and using his God given talent, but you know I don't think he's going down. And Buffalo's just yeah, he, he, Buffalo's been going down just as much as Kane has. But, like but, Buffalo, like this is the same situation as as Reader. But you but, get him out of that, you're going to get more.
1: But Peter, the 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 uh, the situation in Buffalo, I mean, Kane's slump predated. Eichel getting hurt, so he's yeah. he's he stopped scoring a month ago. And yeah, then the last that's time um, he scored
3: thirty goals was twenty eleven and twelve. We've got to stop making excuses for this guy. He had twenty eight last year. He might get close to that this year, might. Yeah. But he doesn't get any assists now in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes, his his numbers will get artificially right. inflated. But at the end of the day, he's taking a pay cut. He's not getting five million. Oh bucks, yeah,
2: no, no, there's no question. But there will be a GM who will sign Evander Kane to a three year nine million dollar deal. You can book it.
1: Sure. No, he won't. He, he, he won't settle for something that low. That's a. He that's the happen. Eric Stahl deal. He well, I. I, I uh, maybe, maybe but, but but let's look at the, this and this is where I'm a little skeptical of this but you know I, I'm, I'm skeptical of the rumor that had Grabner going to Pittsburgh too he's not a center right. and now mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this is reflective of the fact that the center market sucks so bad oh, that yeah. there's not there's nothing out there but I, I I have heard out there that you know that the that, that Pittsburgh was kicking tires on oncanetss but they don't want to take you know six million dollars of his salary they can only take probably half of it. But he's not that good either, so that they, yeah. maybe that's reflective. They, they figured they just need to add the best forward, and then they can just go ahead with that.
0: No, I think that that I think that's where they I think that's where they are. I don't think there is a center out there that, that works for them. Um, I mean, they've talked even about you know trying to get what Colin back. You know, that's not happening either. So, no. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's not there definitely isn't the right there's not the right fit for them at all um, as far as centers go. But they do want to, they do want to increase their scoring, although. Don't they know the Penguins? They know having having to do that at all, or or making any changes whatsoever, because. They're 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 on such a nice role right now. If I'm them, I'm just staying the course. I don't,
1: yeah, they they know Cullen. They know c- Cullen can play a fourth line role. I mean that would. I mean it's just a question of whether Minnesota would be willing to trade him or not. And I and last time I heard, he was playing limited minutes and limited games. So I, yeah, I don't know what Minnesota knows.
0: Minnesota knows how much they want him, and the the price is crazy. If what I've been told, so um, here's the here's the next thing. Uh Sam Bennett. Um, Surprising, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that Bennett's name would come up, but, you know, he's, um, the Bruins have had discussions, I'm told, with Calgary about him. Thoughts?
2: I I think in past Buzzcasts, we've talked about um, the fact that Sam Bennett might be that kind of player that just needs a bit of a change out of Calgary. Yeah. He hasn't been getting used as much as I think they th- think they he should. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he just, it hasn't been a good fit with Gullitson for whatever reason. And, whatever was lurking in there, the player, the flame thought they had with Sam Bennett two or three years ago, isn't materializing with them, but I don't think it's a case where he wouldn't materialize elsewhere. And, but I don't know if they get the fair value for him. right. Well,
3: I think, I think they would get a, a second round pick and one of their five best prospects. That's what I think they would get. Yeah.
1: Right. And so that's, that's why I, I mean, calgary's looking for scoring help there's been talk about them looking for for wingers and we know that you know bennett former top five pick he, he like you said he needs to change the scenery him getting traded in a deal for like with montreal for a patch already you know that it would take more than just him but that makes sense i don't see where bought like boston yeah. off of all boston can give them is, is a draft pick and one of their prospects and that doesn't seem to be the direction I would think that for living is wanting to go in Calgary. I would think he'd want to get somebody, you know, who helps who helps them not. Now, maybe he wants to recoup some of the draft picks that he traded in the Hamannick deal, and that I, I get that, but, you know, hey, how about Bennett for Max Domi? That that might be a scenario What where, you know, a young player for a young player, like that type of deal. Or yeah, but they're not upgrading. taking on his salary.
3: That's the problem.
1: I think he's still on entry level, isn't he? No, he's a little higher. Oh, he, he signed. He signed the uh, the bridge deal. That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, another another thing I'm hearing is that that the Rangers have found. And I'm really surprised by this. They have found an offer that they like for Rick Nash, and that the Rangers will move Rick Nash. It's a matter of whether they find a better offer now. So they're in the process of.
3: I, I don't think that's shocking. I mean, Nash has a reputation. If we know anything, a lot of GMs will live off of reputation of a guy, hoping that they can get revive him rather than somebody who maybe has only had a good season or two, like Grabner recently. And so that's where we're at with, with GMs, whether you think that's fair or not. yeah,
0: Nash has has his fans. There's no question about it. And then Nash has his fans out there and he's a very, very, very um, polarizing player. That way,
1: Peter. Peter, did you, have you heard? Because I think it was Brian Lawton that came out yesterday and was very cryptic about, you know, a certain player who has a no trade clause has exercised that no trade clause for a certain team. It was something like that. But the speculation was it was Nash using the no trade clause to block going to Winnipeg. Have you heard that?
2: We the reports out of here is that Winnipeg is on Nash's list of acceptable.
1: Oh, okay, so, good
2: that's there seems to be no no um no thing we've heard hoffman blocked winnipeg
1: yeah I, and i have heard that's, I heard that's
2: the only thing i've i know as of right now unless something's changed that's i know apparently winnipeg was on nash's acceptable list and hoffman had winnipeg on his but i believe the, if i recall correctly hoffman's was a prior list that they used. so you can always go back and say hey would you like another yeah. chance and yeah. right
0: yeah, yeah right the, now, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NHL, so you would want to do yeah. that for sure.
1: And the other the, the other player that apparently um, used his no trade clause to block something was Alex Edler. Apparently he did that. Um, there was talk about him, I think it was Tampa Bay or something, it, you know, which would make sense. Tampa Bay is looking to add defensemen. So.
3: I mean, I saw Tommy Seppala tweeting, and he is in that market. He said they expected Edler to block,
1: him, and yeah. so I don't
3: think Edler's going anywhere
2: yeah edler is following in the exact same footsteps as his former swedish defenseman on the canucks matthias olin yeah who just loves the city and olin yeah. eventually left because tampa offered him a boatload of money when He was a free agent and it was time to let him go but yeah. he loves the city same with the sedines like i think it fits yeah. in with their swedish dna right
0: yeah there's something it's true it's a very laid-back place and they just like it there i mean there's no question yeah. about it that's really what it comes down to
1: No, no, I know the Rangers called up Vinny Letary, Russ, and there's a lot of speculation coming out of the New York writers that they've, you know, maybe it's the Nash deal that that Eck is talking about, but they're also thinking that there's a deal in place for Grabner, and this is basically, you know, this guy's being called up when this deal is made, and the deal might be made pretty soon.
3: It's one of them. I mean, they're playing Montreal tonight. We'll see if Nash is in the lineup. But it's one of them
0: for sure I, and the first thing i thought of too by the way and just trying to connect this together when i heard evander came to pittsburgh um i thought to myself okay this could be pittsburgh also a little pissed off about the grabner deal like that, that i i do think grabner i think and this could be pittsburgh saying okay well we'll talk to somebody else and put it out there that we're talking to somebody else and you know and i still because i still think that grabner is actually the guy that penguins want but he yeah. could no, be, but I, you know
3: what? It's not going to be easy for the Penguins to make a deal with the Rangers, anyhow. Right? So the Rangers are going to make them jump through a certain amount of hoops. Oh, now, yeah,
1: I, I don't know. I don't know where I heard this. Act, where I heard it before, but all of a sudden, these Ryan McDonough to Toronto rumors are popping up out of nowhere. Have you? Have you heard that? Yeah, those? No, I mean, or... I think
0: I was the. I don't know. But I think I was one of the first people to talk about this last week. Um, but yeah, and there, and a lot of them have, I've heard even the same thing three-way thing that I've talked about before too, with Nash being England, I've heard that too. um, and McDonough now it comes out. um Pierre LeBron wrote that it that that McDonough that Toronto's on the list of teams McDonough would go to. So you got that as well. so I think that I think there's a hell of a lot to it i i I you know, I really do. I'm starting to believe you well, could end up there it's It's gonna to take a lot to get it done, yeah. but I, I don't know if um, somebody.
2: I was going to say I just saw now just checking and it was from a while ago but Todd Cordell tweeted out that um on the latest 31 thoughts podcast with Elliot Friedman that he said New Jersey might be a dark horse or an I can
0: see that. I can see that for sure. I think Taylor Hall's Taylor Hall has been pushing for that uh, from what I heard. Um and um you know Taylor Hall's having a hell of a year. Yeah. yeah. And uh By the way, you know, here's a
3: trade. The Rangers and the Penguins made it was 1995. <laughs> they traded Sergei Zuboff and Peter Nedved for Ulf Samuelson and Luke Robitaille. And Luke Robitaille, I think, played one year in New York and had about 22 goals and was like a fish out of water. And then they had to
1: deal him. Okay, this is a preview for the for the deadline show because what we're going to do is we're going to go back and pull up some deals yeah. from the past and grade them. So, oh, like yeah, that. that's
0: – yeah, Here's yeah, much, something but, I want to throw out there too because this is – um. So I've heard ooh. tonight – as mm-hmm. well that Patrick Maroon is not playing. Yeah. Um, and they're saying he's got a small he's got like minor lower body injury. Um Mike Green is not playing. Um same kind of thing. Like uh you know that's
1: been, that's 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 the third game in a row that Green has not
0: played. Right. So I mean I think that but Maroon not playing is pretty significant tonight. Um and I you know I think that you're really getting close on close on those teams too. The question is we're starting to talk about a lot of forwards. Nash Grabner, Maroon, Maroon. Kane, Mm -hmm. um, Pacioretty, you know, just go down and then and then you know and you throw that, like Tobias, Ryder, get you know Vanek. There's other there's uh, there's other players too that are still out there. And there aren't that many teams looking for. True. So there's going to be so there's some. I think only
3: half of them get traded. To be
0: honest. No, and so I think what that means is going to be is going to be early trades. Like I think you're going to see. Teams may try to make trades in the next couple of days. Yeah, I can
2: see that. Yeah,
0: there's only so many. There's only so many players out there. That there's only. There's only like. There's only like four teams that are looking for forwards, and there's probably eight forwards. So, you know, you can do the math. It's going to be, it's going to be a little crazy. I I think Maroon not playing tonight is pretty significant. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we talk tomorrow, Maroon's gone.
2: Yeah, and there's there there's belief that the 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 jets have ta- inquired about maroon as well yeah that's that's one thing that's come out is they've belief
0: which i think no is women. a good fit for them and a good fit for him you know um he's a he's a good rental he's a good he's a good rental for that situation to, yeah. uh, they want a first round draft pick for him though you know that's the thing so and that's why the other issue is you know it's interesting when you see like tobias tobias reader thrown into this because you know that tells me a little bit that the prices are so high that they're, that people are getting creative and looking for other, other options. Mm-hmm. Like that the Kings find somebody well, else than then, then, then Well, or,
1: use, use that, use extrapolate that to can, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Use that, use that in the, in the situation with McDonough. I mean, yeah. last week we heard about the offer that, or what Gordon was looking for from Boston, you know, Carlo DeBrusque and a draft pick. And Boston obviously went cheap and went for Nick Holden instead, so that probably takes Boston out of the running for McDonough at least in the short term. Because if they were going to make, if they were going to go for him, then they would have made that deal instead of the Holden deal. Yeah. What if if Tampa if Tampa gets Mike Green, then you know then the Rangers if they don't like what the Leafs are offering, they may just hold on to McDonough for the rest of the, the rest of the year and then revisit in the summer.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and I think that I, I I still think that that's probably more likely than anything else I still think that Mcdonald McDonald not being traded is more likely this the most because this is this does feel like a get the temperature thing however, you know and now like so yesterday um Bob McKenzie comes out and says that he's fifty fifty now on Eric Carlson getting traded by the trade deadline um to which I responded i'm fifty fifty on him not getting traded by the trade deadline um so <laughs>
1: Well, well, okay. Th- th- this is—I understand what Dorian is doing. He's doing his due diligence, and any general manager should do that. But to ask for five, six, seven pieces for Carlson, as McKenzie is indicating, and I—I yeah. I have to say that you know, if that's the case, you know, because Bob McKenzie is as, as good as he, it gets Probably. when it comes really? to you know getting information out. But that is patently absurd especially when you're throwing out that you have to take Bobby Ryan's uh, albatross of a contract. And it's a, it's one ridiculous. Team I
0: that It's actually explored this, and that's the Edmonton Oilers. They actually explored the idea of Carlson and Bobby Ryan together. Um, sure, I could see it because, yeah. you know, there are things that
3: Ryan can do for them still, yep. and they don't score goals. He could score goals. I'm with Carlson. I will tell you this. I would say Carlson and McDonough are definitely out for Tampa. Because Eisman said he's not dealing anybody off the current roster, so Mike Green might be the only player they can get that you could only deal not off the current roster. So there, he's not really getting yeah.
0: anybody else. Right, but let's throw us out yeah, there. Be- if Edler turned down a trade there. Maybe Eisman's not shooting so high, and maybe Eisman's looking. at – He's just looking at like getting a five-six. You know, like he's looking at getting another.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, but but Edler's Edler, Edler's not a five-six. He's oh, still okay. a, he's still
0: a four. Okay, but yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, but, but, I mean, but, but I see, this is why I think Jarmos – much- Charlmeston's a good fit for Tampa at the end of the day. Like I think that's where they can go because they have the option of like that experience, he's a good player, but you don't have to give up a first-round draft pick to get him. But then what happens to Mike Green? Because Detroit is trading Mike Green. There's no two ways about it.
1: Yeah, well, if it if it doesn't go to Tampa, I mean and I still think I still think it makes sense because if you if you take Eiserman's statement into account they probably give up a one and a guy like an Adam Ernie or somebody like that, you know, a guy a who's been up and. Hold on. Oh, okay, go, go ahead. Today?
3: All right. So Boston Bruins trade Frankie Vitrano to the Panthers for a third round pick. Now we have to give the Panthers their due. They're on a roll. Yeah. Longo is in there and now they're picking up some offense. Like they'll tell him maybe pulling a rabbit out of his hat late in the season here to make a playoff run.
0: How you're clear, clear it, you're clearing you it. Petrano, You know, at the time we we're talking about them possibly, they give up Petrano at a time when was basically possibly getting Bennett too. Sure. You're, but
1: you're clearing a contract. You're clearing a salary. I can't look at Cap Central to know what Petronio is making, but I would be surprised if it's over a million dollars. But and honestly, I think the Bruins are signing Jerome Ginla. I really I do.
0: do too. I'm with you. I'm with but you. I think it's a
3: mistake, but they might. But the point is regardless of boston out of this we've got to now look at florida and say florida can make another move or two if they really want to they they, it's not like they're they're hurting as far as financially because they are covered by the state for the next couple of years they dale talent could possibly
1: pull something off here
0: but trying yeah, to us we know thousand mike but for, you're right so he's eight, okay two five. so
1: yeah, and that if you're paying if you're paying a minimum deal to to uh, to a Ginla, then that 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 you know that makes sense. And 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 Russ, what we were just talking about in terms of the market and what's out there, it's all wingers, and that and we know that the Panthers they need wingers, they don't need centers, they need scoring wingers. So if you know Kane or Nash or like if if they don't go to certain places, Florida might be that stealth team that just comes up in the 11, 11th hour and gets that player
0: yeah and I, I also just got a text too that mcdonough and boston isn't done even though they already made a trade for a defenseman there so even though
1: I, okay I think they can they can i think it's done i'm it it makes no sense whatsoever to trade for nick holden if you're still in on ryan mcdonough what the hell are you gonna do with nick holden you know it's no i'm sorry I dispute that.
0: Are you moving him someplace else? You know, like, I, I mean, that the, they, this is the, I, I, we have a lot of GMs who are trying to be more creative right now, what I've been told. There's a lot of interesting, different kinds of, you know, we've seen more three-way deals in the last couple of years than we have ever seen, you know, and we're starting to see things like that come into fruition. And it's good what you have to do in the cap space world. So well, I, I, I look at something like that, I say, well, maybe they're, they don't know if they're going to get McDonald's, but if they do, they can move him, they can move, you know, the other guy someplace else. Well, no.
1: one, 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 th- one thing that's possible of this whole Carlson-Bobby Ryan deal, and again, I don't, I don't expect Carlson to be traded before Monday, but that's just my own personal opinion. But if they're laying the ground for you got to take Bobby Ryan's deal in, involving Carlson, then it could be a situation where a team trades for Bobby Ryan, retains a couple million dollars, and then ships him off someplace else like New Jersey or Philadelphia, which we've heard him going there for years and years.
0: I just got a a text from somebody. Check this out. So they say to me, they're watching the show. This is like, this is a, this is a scout for a pro team out West. Um, One of the Canadian, one of the Canadian Western teams. So you, you know, you can pick your one of your four. (laughs) Um, And uh, he says to me that he's watching the show and he says, you guys are missing the point. If Carlson is going somewhere for five or six players, he's not going to a playoff team. And, um,
3: that's fair yeah, yeah that's definitely I, I understand what he i agree with what he's saying yeah because we're just assuming that and yeah it doesn't have to be yeah
2: just don't I mean, drive around he's, he's going the thing, to the right?
0: coyotes he's going to the coyotes <laughs> i mean <he> could be <laughs> he very well could be and maybe Oliver Eckman larson's going back the other way in the deal i maybe. mean because that's been talked about too right that you know that that if you're if you're ottawa that makes some sense I mean, if, if you can get Larson plus a lot more, sure, you're saving money on your and, you, and you're you know you don't have to pay you're going to, have to pay Larson a lot, but you're not going to, have to pay him, you know, what you're going to, have to pay Carlson. And you're, you're how much are you losing? 30 percent, you know. Larson's up there; he's a good defenseman.
2: Ah, huh. he's not Eric Carlson. He's <laughs>
0: not Eric Carlson.
1: He's not it. Well, nobody is. He's not it. Nobody is. He, he's not Eric Carlson, and you're pissing. And you're pissing off both guys. You know, Ekman Larson likes Arizona, but probably won't stay there because the organization is
0: a joke. It'll suck to make $10 million a year for Eric, Car- for Eric Carlson to live in Arizona. Mike.
3: You know what, though? Here's the thing. Ottawa pissed off Daniel Maybe. Robinson. He left. He came back. And then they pissed him off again. Even if you piss off a guy, they still come back. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I think the question is, you know, I mean, we you would assume Carlson wants to go someplace where he can win, right? Right. Um. But he I mean, might I mean, have to
3: live out his contract in, in a place like Arizona. It is possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was if I, if I was to take one player over Carlson, there is one player that I put on his level, um, and probably you guys probably wouldn't agree. True. But I actually I actually think Victor Hedman is close. Um, he's the one guy. Wait, he's the one guy I feel like is close to Carlson. I would say Doughty. I, was, I, I think would he's ahead d- of Dowdy. I would
1: I would say Doughty too. But I, I honestly, I think at this point with the ankle surgery with the Achilles. With the ankle surgery, with the Achilles, and all the things that Carlson's been through, and Hedman being a giant, I think Hedman's on an equal level, or maybe even better than Carlson right now.
0: I don't think so. I know I talk about the World Cup hockey a lot, because covering the World Cup hockey, you have to see different players in different situations, but those two defensemen were obviously the top two defensemen for Sweden, Sure. and Hedman was better. He was better. He was just better. I mean, he was just better overall. He was, he was, he was more solid. He made more better defensive plays. Carlson can try to do too much. Sometimes, you know, he can try, he gets he tr- twists and turns himself around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Edmund was solid and he's young.
2: He's so much. But younger. the world's cup of hockey also is its own event too. It is. I mean, yes. You know, you can't, I don't it's wait really that true. as much as, I mean, when, when Hedman puts a team on his back, like Carlson did last spring
0: and oh, yeah, yeah. No, guides you to the
2: conference great. final, um, you know then then i think we can start yeah, that's saying fair. you know yeah. the, the, the they're they're the same but i mean if you're going to if you're going to make a top 5 you're going to argue about those two and where they stand in the top 5 of the d in the nhl
0: yeah 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 i i think that right yeah. who's who's
2: your top 5 carlson in no order carlson hedman doughty suvan um in there yeah pk
0: mean, not top 5 um who else yossi 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 i would put yossi there hamilton Hamilton, no
2: no i would burns. i would
0: i think Dun- you know, Dun- i think might be up duncan there already no no duncan he, keith i probably put burns on Ekblad, i think, it's Eckblad. Eckblad, I think
2: Eckblad, yeah Eckblad it, it, it. you know so right and it's it's a, it's a but you, that's why i say top five like top ten is easy to do because you can always have yeah. your bottom three but top five that's the elite of the elite right yeah. And 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 that's, you know, Hedman's in there for sure. But I don't know where he is in there. I
1: uh, no, I don't I don't know if, I, I don't know if this is just like and I don't blame the in, you know, insiders out there that are sort of teasing this for the shows on Monday. But yeah. every every everybody is saying that there's a big deal coming down that nobody is going to expect. Yep. That nobody's expecting. And in, it would be it would be nice to have a little specificity I there. I don't,
0: but things, you know, well, this is like a fun, kind of a fun thing to share. Like this is a little, a little inside baseball, but like in my world, okay. This this came out two days. Let's say yeah, Tuesday. Okay, so two days ago, um, when I was talking to people, I heard that all day, all day, and I've heard it before. It, it happens, but but what's funny is people don't realize that the rumor world is such that the people I'm talking to are telling me stuff that are also just rumors that they're hearing from others. like GMs. Will pass rumors along that they think. So something like that can build its own momentum. And like everybody's like, oh, there's a big trade no one's known about. And know was a big, uh, there's something, uh, here's something big out West, something coming out. You know, it, It's like, and and suddenly, before you know it, it's like created this entire world for itself. And then in my job, I always try to like trace it back to a source. Well, who'd you hear that from? Okay. So I talked to that person. Who'd you hear that from? Da-da-da. You know, you go back to source and try to find, and that bigger, that, that this time, the reason I didn't write about it. Was it went back to a GM who loves to start crap? <laughs> like the the where I came where I got back to was a GM who just absolutely loves to screw with insiders. Um, so I think I think he told a bunch of other GMs, and suddenly, you know, before you know it, the, the, he just he just wanted to get that out there. So the fact that that's coming out at all, Mike, is hilarious to me because I hadn't heard it was actually coming out. Yeah, Lou. What oh. happened? Oh, man, lost you, Mike. Sorry. I said Lou is such a devil. No, it's not Lou. It's not Lou. Nope. I know. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I thought I would say if it was, but it's not Lou. Um, all right. Uh, that's the that's all the time we have for today. But um, the Flyers, uh, if you're interested, like uh, rest is off to the Flyers game. Um, Mrazek's going tonight against Columbus, who, by the way, um, is now trying to sign Jack Johnson to an extension.
1: No, well, he could he could use the money, and I hope he gets it.
0: Uh, you gotta love when when a guy who asks to be traded. It's negotiating an extension. <laughs> just throw that out there. Like this is something that you don't see very often. For what it's worth, he well, did. It was, it has to be traded.
1: He, he has to be traded because they weren't. He wanted to sign an extension, and they were right, dragging they do, their now feet. Go.
0: Now they do. So, thanks, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Remember, that the buzz Let's it's see. just hockey. Enjoy the games tonight. Going to be fun. Stay tuned to Hockey Buzz. Lots of stuff coming up. Talk to you soon.